And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The World of Myth Bits, episode... Oh, see, I have it all pulled up ready. Okay, episode 72. I am not quarantined in the boudoir this week. I am actually quarantined in the living room. I took a vacation. I'm in the living room. I'm in the living room for a specific reason, and not podcasting from the boudoir, because I have a special guest. So we'll get to that later. First of all, how's everybody doing this week? Um, are you surviving? How's your mental health? We'll talk about all of that. I lots to talk about this week. That's why I have a special guest, because I need him here to talk about the big thing that happened today, because big things happen today. And we're going to talk about the big thing that happened today. And he's waiting for me to introduce him and get to the big thing that happened today. <laughs> okay, my special guest this week is the one, the only, David K. Montoya. You can say hi now. <laughs> hi, gang. <laughs> So, big thing that happened today. The date is, well, y'all are going to be listening to this on the 23rd. As I say this every week, I record on Sunday, so today is actually the 22nd for me. For about another 11, March 22nd. For about another 11 minutes, and then it'll be the 23rd. So, then I will actually, anyway, that's just a whole time warp thing. Don't worry, kids, it'll still be the 22nd here. Big thing that happened today. David, what happened today? The Open Contract Challenge, the original challenge, it went live today, and we are excited to see year number two take off. We're hoping, <sighs> we're hoping, uh, you know, bigger turnout. We, we changed a lot of things around. We revamped some rules where everybody can come in. Last year, originally, it was uh, solely for the World of Myths. Contributors, this year, it's anybody that wants to try their hand at winning a contract. So I just happen to have the rules pulled up. Well, let's go and take a peek at those rules, shall we? All right. You want me to read the rules? Hey, it's your show. I don't want to intrude. <laughs> you don't want to intrude. Okay. I'll read the rules. I'm a much better reader than you are anyway. No comment! Oh, dead air! Didn't even bite! Okay. Alright. Fine, we'll just leave that one. Okay, so rule number one. This contest is offered to the public. That means everybody. If you know a friend who has a friend who has a cousin who has a dog walker who likes to write, let them know. Absolutely. Everybody. Everybody. And, And for those people that do not speak Canadian, what she said was the contest is offered to the public. Go ahead. It's your show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was a mistake. Okay. It is open to writers, poets, and artists. Yes. There is no translation for that. No, no. We'll we'll get get serious. I was just being silly. Go ahead. I know. I know. So was I, teasing you. Hello. 
It does not matter how many times you've been published before, you are eligible. You must be at least 18 years old to be awarded the grand prize. Yep. Which means you should be at least 18 years of age to enter. And that's why I was going to go with that, is that legality is, is that you could be technically a minor and submit and go through the whole shebang. But that would end at, you know, uh, uh, what, third place? Because third place is a winner, considered winning. Yeah. And legally, and it doesn't matter pretty much anywhere, you know, in our hemisphere of the world, um, you have to be an adult to receive some type of cash prize. So, there you go. It's just not me being a meanie. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You must have the rights to your work, both print and electronic rights, which means you need to own it. It needs to be yours. You know? All of yours. You can't have a co-writer and claim the entire thing is yours. It has to all be yours. Every piece, every word, every picture, every stroke, everything has to be yours. You need to own it. Works published previously in any copyrighted newspaper, magazine, book, or other medium is ineligible. Now, why is it ineligible? Because you don't own the rights to it. Exactly. They (laughs) (laughs) They do. Writing for school publications may be entered. Entries must be original. Entries should be entered through the website at www.opencontractchallenge.com no later than 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. Remember that, folks. Pacific Standard Time. Thursday, April 30th, 2020. We will only accept entries in digital format. Panels of writers and editors will judge. Dr. Melissa Ridley-Elms, who was our grand prize winner for year one, will select the grand prize winner for this year. What do you think about that one, real fast? What do you What do you think about that nice I think little that's spin? A fan, I think that's a fantastic idea. Handing, you know, the, basically handing off the, the the baton to the next winner. And that's, I think that's something. And, and welcoming them to the ranks. Um, you know, going forward, because for some reason I, I want to keep doing this, and um, every year, just the, the previous crazy. I know. Not like I don't got enough to do. Hey, you know what? It turned out so well. It was such an amazing contest. We had some really great entries. It was a slow start, but it was the first year. But we had some amazing entries, and Melissa was beyond stoked at PCE. She was just thrilled. I mean, you've seen her posts. She was thrilled. And still is thrilled. You know? It's because I think there's there's a a certain amount of... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, there's, there's, there's always, gosh, I am not ready for podcasting today, am I? <laughs> That's alright. It's better uh. you stumbling over your words than me, because usually it's me within the first 12 seconds. I'm there's, flubbing something. There's always that hesitation to send something to be, you know, picked apart by people that you don't know. And then you actually win, and you're like, oh, well, 
am I actually going to win? You know, that was one of the questions that was, uh, the validity of the contest has, has been questioned. And mm-hmm. when it all comes together and you see everything is real, you're flown out to California, you're purchased books out of the company's coffers, you pay nothing. That, that's the thing that I want people to realize is I don't want no money from anybody. This is my contest to the open public of creators, whether it be a, a poet, an author, uh, a comic book writer. Comic books are welcome, by the way. Graphic novels are welcome. Oh, <laughs> I completely skipped over, like, rule number six, so remind me to go back to that. Sorry. Oh, no worries. <laughs> um, so, basically what I'm saying is, is that, you know, it was, she. I think part of her... Excitement was the full realization that there was no hidden in your window anything. What I say, what you read is in front of you is what it actually is. And you win, you win money, you win a contract, you get a book, printed book, you get an ebook, you get a plane ticket from your, wherever you're at to California and back. Plus I'll put you up for a day for PCE 2021. You know, it, it's all real. Okay. Number and six. you have, a tangible product in your hand to hold, to say, look, I won. Look what I did. Look at it. It's here in my hand. It's not just like a title or something, you know, winner of this contest. You get a tangible prize, your book or, well, yeah, your book in your hand, whether it's a novel or a poetry book or an art book, you have something physical in your hand at the end of this contest. Yes. So that you can go forth and sell and promote. and At the end of this, you are a, you know, because there's, there's that stigma. A bush talker? Yes, yes. That's exactly it. It's a lot of people like, oh, I'm not an author until I get paid. Well, all right. At the end of this, you will get paid. You will have a book. Like you say, it'll be tangible. Do it. And I have, I have Melissa's book. It's fantastic. I love it. Okay, so, <laughs> one of the most important rules that I, you know, skipped over by accident, purely by accident, is number six. Most genres are welcome. Most genres are welcome. Excluding what would be considered as pornographic. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> Not taking any of that. Keep all that for, you know... If we ever open up Erotica. You know, yeah, if we ever open up Erotica, that'll go over there. It'll have its own contest, so... Okay, so... <clears throat> where did I leave off? Number 11. Number 11. How do I, I don't even know how I missed six. That's just bizarre. <laughs> okay, number 11. The decisions of the judges are final. Submission indicates acceptance of all contest rules. Now, with that in mind, I have absolutely no say or, or influence or anything, but I will still accept bribery. You know, <laughs> I am not above bribery. I like milk chocolate, and I like anything grape. Anything grape. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, with that being said, once you have entered the contest, the onus is on you to keep track of the dates of each deadline. 
Yeah. We do not have the resources, nor do we have the time to chase everybody that's in the contest and say, hey, you know, okay, this is the next stage of the contest. We need your first ten pages or whatever. We don't have time to chase you. If you do not meet the deadline, you are automatically excluded from the remainder of the contest. Yes. And that's happened before. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and step in here. I think something that needs to be said, or actually more clarified and said, is that we don't pick our favorites. Um, I, even though this is my contest, I own the company, I have nothing to do with the contest whatsoever, other than putting out the cash and printing the books and making the deals. That's it. I have zero influence over it. And if you come in and you make it past the first round and you don't make it past the first round, it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. If you make it all the way to the quarterfinals and you don't make it into the finals, it's nothing personal. And... I know that people from last year got kind of butthurt about it. And I can understand, you know, there's, there's always that bit of frustration of not winning. But, you know, we all can't be winners in, in this type of situation. No, and I think, I think something that people didn't understand last year, too, is that the judging was done blindly. Yeah, and it'll be done that way again there this were, year, too. There were no, I was involved in one round of the judging. Because the judges were all different each time, so that it was fair. And the pieces that I was presented, there were no names, no identifying marks as to who wrote what. It was done purely on the piece in front of you, the, the talent, the effort, the whether it grabbed you or interested you or... Whatever, it was solely the work that was being judged, not the person, not anything else. Because we didn't, I had no idea. I had no idea what, who's, I didn't even know, like I knew because the contest people were on the website, so I knew who was in the contest, but I had no idea whose piece was whose. Right. None and whatsoever. And that's and, the best way to do it, I think. I'm not involved in the judging this year. That you know. I'm, 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 no, I'm withdrawing, withdrawing myself from the judging because I know people who have entered and I don't want anybody to, especially if one of them happens to advance through, I don't want anybody to say, oh, she pushed her friend through because she's friends with Dave. No. I don't want to. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, that's the rules for the contest. Now, if you have the very first stage, the very first thing you need to do, is you need to go to opencontractchallenge.com. Head to that page. O-P-E-N-C-O-N-T-R-A-C-T-C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E.com. Wow, I did that really, really quickly. I'm pretty you sure did. I got all the letters in the right order, too. <laughs> okay, so... First thing you want to do is go over to the website and just reread through the rules so you understand them. If you don't, there is an email at the bottom. If you have questions, 
Email them to opencontractchallenge at jzomon.com. The email's right there. Just click on that email. And if you use the email service on your laptop, computer, whatever, it'll open it up. If not, just copy that email, right-click, drag it across, highlight it, copy it, put it into whatever email you use, Yahoo, Gmail, whatever. Send your questions. Dave will answer them. Somebody will answer them. Probably or, Dave. I was going to say, or you could actually go to Facebook or Twitter because they both have, you know, uh, pages on both of those social medias. And you can ask the question as well. And someone will That is true. It. That is true. Or, you know, any of the anywhere. Preferably the open contract challenge pages, but we have a ton of avenues for you to contact any of us. You'll find us. So, the only rules. I was going to say, the only bad question is the question that's not asked. So, that's right. There are no stupid questions. You don't know unless you ask. Okay. So, read the rules. If you have any questions, email. Then pop over to the contest link. Yay! And it'll tell you what happens in each round. The very first round is your pitch. Now, personally, I would suggest hitting the Google machine, as Mike from Dispatches from Shed Quarters would say, and Google how to do a proper pitch. Just for your personal, you know, so you know. And Google how to do a pitch for what you're submitting, whether it's a novel, a novella, a novelette, a poem book, a comic book, or an art book. Google find out how to do a pitch. That's round one, is your pitch. Ten people out of all of the people that have submitted their pitch will be chosen. Twenty will. Twenty? Twenty or will be. say twenty? Only oh, 20 right, all twenty submissions, sir. right, okay. Terribly sorry. My bad, I missed the first line. See, this is why he's here. <laughs> so it keeps me on straight and narrow. No worries. Okay, so, twenty submissions will be selected from the pitches. Pitches. I said pitches. Okay. From those 20, I'm so confused right now. You're not even paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're going to choose 20 people from the pitches, right? Right. Well, wait. Okay, so. Yeah. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! See, we're still kind of trying to work out the, all the kinks in this, too, so. Well, yeah, because I, I revive things and trying to make it more beneficial for everybody and making it more fair and open for people. Just let me put out there, he revises things and does not pass them through his editor first. Just saying. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I am so getting the death glare right now. <laughs> um... So what happens is is we're going to pick 20 people out of whoever comes. Because the last time, what we get? We got like 50 people. And then we got 20. And then we... Oh, okay, okay. So last time, we got 50 submissions. 
Then we took those 50, we ran them through another group of five judges that broke them down to 20. And then from that 20, we ran them down from three judges, which took it down to 10. So that's the process of the pitch. And then once you get to your 10, then it goes into here. The quarterfinals. Yes. And then so once... Ten. Go ahead. Okay, so once you've made it to the 10... Yes. Then you move to the next round of the competition, which is the quarterfinals, which is chapter one. You have to send in chapter one of your manuscript. Make sure it's good. You want that first chapter. You want that first paragraph. That first page needs to grab the reader by the face and pull them in. Yes, absolutely. So it, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm the type of reader that I will read three or four pages to see, but if it doesn't really have my attention by page four or page five, chances are I'm not going to keep reading. Yeah. No. If it grabs me, paragraph one, or that first page, if it grabs me and pulls me in, I will guarantee you I will sit there and read the entire thing in one sitting. I've done it. <laughs> uh, the kids and I, I need were, to know. I need to know. I was going to say, the kids and I were at uh, Target recently, and I bought a book. And the cover, you know, the it, it, it cover looked good, and I think by the fifth fifth page, I was like, nah, just put it away. We'll probably never go back to it again. I have bookshelves upon bookshelves of books like that, because the blurb on the back sounded great. The cover looked great. The first paragraph even, you know, sounded pretty good. And then I got it home and started reading it. And the best part about the entire book was on the back of the book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. Speaking of the blurb on the back of the book, what's next up on the contest? The semifinals. Five will move on from the quarterfinals. Out of the ten, five will move on. And that is the semifinals. And that is the synopsis, is the entire story without all the fancy action words and all the description. It's basically what your story is about. Start to finish, all of the the climaxes and the drama and the, if it's a suspense, then, you know, what the crime or whatever it is, whatever the story is about, the characters, everything. That's your synopsis. Google that. (laughs) I am not kidding. Look up, read everything you possibly can on how to write a proper synopsis. They are the bane of every writer's existence. (laughs) I hate them. I am very, very happy to say I've only ever had to write a synopsis once for a book. Um, I hate it. I hate them. Because as a writer, you want to put in those descriptive words. You want to put in the the drama and, and, and the, the tension. And in a synopsis, you're stripping your story down to the bare bones. Jack goes to Chris's house. Chris opens... 
Chris is at home, Jack breaks in, Rob's house, Chris finds it. That's what your synopsis is like. Instead of Jack drove down the darkened streets towards Chris's house. Yeah, you strip it down to the bare bones, take all the exciting stuff out. Kind of bullet points with sentence structure. There you go. But Google it. Make sure you read examples of synopsises and, and, cause that, we're getting into the semifinals now, so this is where you really gotta have polish and, and professionalism. It has to be really, really good. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And it tells the entire story about what your project is about. Okay. Only two out of the five in the semifinal. Two? Yep. Just the final two. The final two of the semi... The One of the five will be crowned third place. Yes. Two of those five, minus the third place winner, will move on to the semifinals, to the head-to-head competition. And this is where you really need to make sure all of your quotation marks are in where they're supposed to be, where your periods are supposed to be. Use the spelling and grammar feature of your word program. And then go over it again with your eyeballs. This is the final step on your journey. This is where it's make it or break it. And you have to submit your entire manuscript. So by this point in time, if it's not finished, it better be finished. Because if it's not finished, you're out. We're not going to wait. We're not going to take a half-finished manuscript. It needs to be done. That also leads me to something, because somebody had, had mentioned this. If you forfeit, and you're in the final two, and you forfeit, that doesn't automatically make you the second-place winner. Actually, you forfeit the whole contest, and you don't win anything. So, no, you are out. You are eliminated. So whoever was third place would automatically be considered against, you know, the other person to be, you know, for the winner, if that makes sense. Yes. Just because you don't finish in, it, you don't. Yeah. No, you. if you're not finished by the time you get to the finals and it's not ready to be submitted for judging, you are eliminated from the entire contest. But this is going to so be a while. Should, oh yeah, oh yeah. This 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 takes a while. This takes time because I mean, there's a lot of, of reading that has to be done and judging that has to be done. Um, so you have time. I wouldn't suggest submitting a synopsis, a, a pitch for something you haven't even started writing yet, unless it's like a novella or a novelette, like something small. Right. Um. Or, you know, unless, of course, you work really well under pressure and can pump out 70,000 words in four weeks. <laughs> Go ahead, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back. Because <laughs> I did. I was under I was under extreme pressure. Anyway, I have to wait till my computer comes. My computer went to sleep. It was bored. So, the final, the finals, down to the final two, that is your completed manuscript, and it has to be the best possible product, completely written and edited to the best of your abilities. Now, I will make a suggestion to you. 
If you are not confident in your editing abilities, find somebody who is to help you. You want to submit the best possible product you can. This is your work. You want to be proud of it. You want to make sure your sentence structure is good. You want to make sure your grammar is good. If you're a Canadian author, don't worry about the you. We'll deal with that later. That that won't be held against you in the judging. Yeah, because I won't be judging. So yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, but you want to make sure everything flows. Everything looks aesthetically pleasing to the eye. You want to make sure your sentences make sense and the punctuation is is proper and grammar. Apparently, speech is not my thing today. Um, <laughs> I'm not speaking in proper grammar. <laughs> Having problems with sentence structure. So, yeah, you want it, it pretty much almost published ready. Yes. When you submit your final manuscript. So. And that is the contest in a nutshell. So once you've done that, we still haven't even gotten to the submission stage yet. So once you you read what the contest is about, you checked it out, you're like, okay, yeah, this sounds like fun. Go check out the prizes. See what you're going to get if you win. What do you win? Third place receives a $50, 50 US dollar cash prize. Now, if you're Canadian, that's like 68 75 Something like that, yeah. That's pretty decent. Telling you, even fifty dollars, even fifty U.S. dollars—that is a decent third place prize for a contest you haven't had to pay a dime to enter. Just saying. Runner-up, which is second place, will receive an ebook contract for publication through one of our brands, plus a hundred U.S. dollar cash prize. And last year's second place winner was. Jeff R. Young. Yes, yes it was. Who actually made the trip himself to PCE, so we all got to hang out together. Melissa, who was the first prize winner, and me and Jeff, it was a whole bunch of fun. Grand prize winner. takes The one who takes the whole enchilada will receive a contract for an e-book and a print publication. So you're getting two avenues of sale for your book. You're getting a tangible product you can hold in your hands that you can take to conventions and street fairs, wherever you publicly want to take yourself to sell your book. You will have a physical book to do that. You will also have an e-book that you can sell as well for people who like to read on Kindle. All of that through Dark Myth Publication. Full distribution market circulation. Also, you will receive $200 US dollars cash prize. The winner will also receive a trip to California to be part of the second annual Jay Zoman Pop Culture Expo for a book signing in 2021. And you will have books there and at Booth and you will be able to sell them and hang out with me because I'll be there. <laughs> but yeah, you it, 
it, I, I honestly, I wish I could enter the contest. I'm, for obvious reasons, I can't. But when I was pimping my book everywhere I could, um, every contest I looked at, it was even the lower grade contest. It was a twenty-five dollar entry fee just to submit your pitch, just to, to get you in and see if you'd be selected for the contest. There is no entry fee to this, and you have an opportunity to win something every writer dreams about, and that is a publishing contract. A book, an ebook, a trip to California. Money. So, I mean, really, what have you got to lose? I keep telling people, what have you got to lose? Nothing. I mean... Admit, the prizes are amazing. And I might have to go in and update, because you, you did make a good uh, you know, statement that's not on the website, is that if you win the grand prize statement, or statement, the grand prize, um, you, yes, you get flown to California, and, and you will get a booth, which actually doesn't say there, but you do get a booth, and you get like 20, uh, we're gonna print up like 20 of your books. And we don't take a cut from those books because it's part of the payment, the, the, the grand prize. So while you're here in California in 2021, and how many book? If you sell all 20 books, you put that money right in your happy little pocket when you go back home. We don't want nothing of it. So there you go. All yours. Okay, so that's the prizes. Now you're still you're still on the website, so obviously you're interested. Now go over to the submissions link. Click that submissions link. You've researched how to do a pitch. You've got your pitch. You put in your name. Put in your email address. Please make sure you type your email address correctly. Yes. Double check it. Double check it. Because we can't get a hold of you if you have thrown in an extra letter by accident. I do it all the time. All the time. I end up putting like a semicolon in the middle of my name when I'm trying to type my email address. And then, you'll see, below that, there's a little box where it says, enter your comments here. That's where you put your pitch. Now, there is no word limit nope. on the pitch. I did ask this question earlier for a friend. There is no word limit on your pitch. You have to put your pitch. This is where you put your pitch. So, this is where you want to shine. Polish it up, read it over, and then hit submit form. Now, you're going to have a little captcha come up. Do all the little things it says, find all the little pictures, all the whatever, bicycles, trees, streetlights, whatever. And then scroll and hit submit. <laughs> I had to scroll and hit submit because I was doing a test. So, and then you've submitted and then you sit back and you wait. And if you scroll down, you'll see there's a whole bunch of little gray heads. So then you sit and wait to see if your little gray head, if that little gray head turns into your face. I think that's part of the fun, don't you? The fun oh, part yeah. Of, of, of... Oh, yeah, watching those little gray heads fill in with faces. It's, uh, yeah, it's, honestly, it's one of my favorite as a, a spectator. 
it, it's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yes, because this is actually a spectator sport for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a spectator sport for us, so. But that is the Open Contract Challenge, year two. Year two. I know there was some doubts about year one and questions, because there's always apprehension when you see a new contest pop up, or an, especially being a writer, because there are so many avenues out there that will say, yeah, send your work to this contest, and then the next thing you know, your work has been modified just enough and reprinted somewhere else under somebody else's name. Yeah. Been there, had that happen. Luckily enough for me, I time stamp everything. I also, when I send out to contests, I CC myself so that I have a copy of it in my email. It's called cover your ass. <laughs> and I was able to prove that that was originally my work and it was given back to me. So, yeah. I think we've, we've you, the contest has lived up to its promises of last year. It is a valid contest. It is a legitimate contest. It is a legitimate publishing contract with all of the legal words and stuff that are in contracts. <laughs> I don't get most of the legal stuff. Dave will tell you that. I had to have him walk me through a contract earlier tonight. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm a smart cookie, but the legal jargon in a publishing contract, I don't get. So, he talks me through it. Which is a good thing that I trust him, because he's also my publisher, so I've signed contracts with him. You has, you has. I has. I am contractually obligated. So, that is the open contract challenge. That is the big thing that happened... Today, yesterday. Well, it's now yesterday for me. It's still today for you. Yes. <laughs> this is that we are now into the time warp portion of the podcast, where it is now Monday for me, but it's still Sunday for him. So, I'm reporting from the past, folks. I'm tomorrow for him. <laughs> He's yesterday for me. <laughs> so you're all news now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there was a couple questions online that you wanted uh, to tackle about this or yes yes there were a couple of people that were asking basically what it was about um, which I think we pretty much explained so how the the actual contest came about was last year I was going to publish one of my old stories. Um, called The End, and I'm not one, I have a really tough time promoting myself or, or putting myself in the spotlight and, like, having people like, oh, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm so wonderful this that. I'd rather do it to somebody else than myself. And I just, I couldn't do that. So, I pulled my book, I was going to publish, and I had an open spot. And I was like, well, how am I going to fill this spot? And what happened was, is I, I was like, oh, well, I'll just hold a contest, and whoever wins the contest will get that spot. The turnout was 
absolutely amazing. The responses were amazing. The whole time, everything. I mean, other than just a few people being upset, you know, it was an amazing experience. So I decided to do it again this year. So that's pretty much the whole thing. Cool. I wasn't actually listening. <laughs> I was, nice. I had a little. I well, no, I was listening. I was just dealing with um, uh, work job issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I do work, I actually do work. I have a job. Other than working for Dave, I actually have a job. <laughs> What's I write just, for somebody else. I was going to say you I just write, renewed the contract. Or not renewed, I did. But you, you got a I new didn't contract. renew. I got a I got a brand new contract today from the same company um, to do another ghostwriting gig. So I have, I'll have a book. I'll have a book coming out in June. I'll have a book coming out in November, and then I'll have another book coming out in December. I will have three books coming out in 2020. Two of them are ghostwriting. My name will be on them, but not on the cover. Like I'm not. I'm the ghostwriter. It'll be with. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, um, you know, the main author, and then with me. But I wrote it. Just, yeah. I wrote so, it. <laughs> so I was gonna say, if you come across her book in, in any store, you know, and you'll open it up and you see it says, "Written with Stephanie J. Marty," just know that Stephanie actually wrote the book. It was yeah, really I her. <laughs> I wrote it. Um, in a month. Yeah. So I just I just signed a new contract today. For a new book, um, yeah. So, so what about these questions? The some of the questions. Uh, one of the questions was if we had any links to um, anything else that has been published under your brand. Just so happens, if you go to Amazon and you type in Stephanie J. Barty. Or you type in Melissa Ridley Elms, there are books that have been published under your brand. Yes. Um, a web page or a page or a link or something is in, we are in talks with, it's an idea at the moment. It's being formed right. at the moment to have a place where all of the books that have been published under Jay Zaman Dark Myth Publishing will be listed and available for people to look at and see and say, hey, you know what? This dude actually does do what he says he does. 2022 will be 30 years that I've been doing this. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. That's a long time. Holy moly. Yeah, we got plans for that too, but we'll see if it actually... (laughs) Is it in the is it in the book? What do you mean? There's plans. Oh well, yeah. See. Is it yeah. in the book? Well, then yeah. it's gonna happen. Okay. Then it's gonna happen. <laughs> That's a magic book. It's a magic book. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Explain that one. I'm just trying to. The listeners are like, "What? Uh, what's going on?" Okay. So, everybody's got, like, their five-year plan. And whether you you have it on, like, sticky notes or it's in your head, Dave has what I call the magic book. 
Because it seems like whatever he writes into the book happens. And I, I, I had the privilege um, at one point in time, he was showing me like year one, year two for the business. And everything that he wrote down, everything that he had planned, everything that he had ideas on has happened, has come to fruition. I mean, I think I was in what, year two? Yeah. And he had written down, find writer, find good book, publish book. Hello! <laughs> Here I am! And then... And it's still a funny story how that all came about, but... And then, um, there was, you know, hold a convention! And I stopped at my, I was just saying, I stopped at myself on that idea. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And I remember that initial conversation too when you mentioned to, I think you, me and Mike were having a group chat. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And you had mentioned that you had written in the book about holding a convention in the high desert. And yeah. that's when that's when we started. Oh, you should do that. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. What are we gonna call it? And we started batting around names, and PCE was born. <laughs> that day, PCE was born. Yeah, that day it was born, and it's happened. And now we're planning year two. So this is why I call it his magic book because, and this is why I tell him write it in the magic book because if he writes it in the magic book, it will happen. But um. With jumping back to that original question, I used to have a website a uh, long time ago, and it ran for a Myth long Mart. time. Uh, well, no, it, it, used, it was uh, darkmythproductions.com, and oh, right. it had all our books, and I, I think, well, okay, let me back up, because I know a lot of listeners that ah, listen to you reverse. may not know my story. Because, you know, you are the forefront, you're the face of the world of myth. So, people may not know. I'm terribly sorry about that, too. I'll try and get a better face. Um, gray. Carry on. The... Oh, interesting. I just happen to have my book. Ah, there it is! <laughs> There's the book! The magic book! It's a really pretty book, too. Like, leather-bound and... Stuff. It is. My mother-in-law bought this for me. Um, when when my wife passed away, and I, I don't know, again, I don't know how many people listen to actually know, you know, my story, uh, but when my wife passed away, I just kind of lost hope in everything. And for a while, I stopped writing, I stopped publishing, I stopped podcasting, I stopped everything. Um, the only thing that really mattered to me were my family, my kids, and my health. And I pursued that for a long time and let things go. Uh, one of the big things that I wasn't even conscious of was, you know, like websites and copyrights and stuff. It just wasn't there. And I just didn't pay it. And I lost websites. And, and so the book website lost. And... and um, you know, I, I, I can say on here, like, for example, you can go on Amazon, you can find Rebecca C. Loft, even though her name's not Rebecca C. Loft anymore. Uh, 
you can go to on Amazon, find Rebecca C. Lofgren's Book of Dreams, that we published that. Um, you can probably look around maybe on eBay or something to find, uh, uh, oh my gosh, The Greenhouse Murders, which The Greenhouse Murders was our first novel that stemmed directly from the world of myth. It was a, like, over a year long series. It was like a, a murder mystery ghost story. It was really cool. And I decided to pull the trigger on that and make that a book. We published the first, well, we published three in total. Uh, World of Myth Anthology Volume 1, 2, and 3. The first two... Uh, I'm in three. The first, I was going to say, the first two were edited by Terry D. Shearer. The third one, I actually edited. Um, I don't know why I did that. I guess I wasn't thinking clearly. And... Uh, Goodness, what else? We've published, we, we, back in 2011, we, we bought the brand rights to GISG Heavenly Merchandise, rebranded it to GISG Heavenly Publications, and we've literally, we've put two, you know, of that type of Christian genre books out. Um, what else? We purchased the Herotica publications. We've, we've put out a couple of books of Herotica. Uh, we actually put out a Herotica online magazine anthology. It was the first, the only one. Um, that's kind of a, a cool story. We'll tell one day. But so what I'm trying to say is, is that we've, we've produced many, many items over the years. And because of what had happened with the loss of my wife and me losing the websites, um, we still own the rights to it. We only, the only actual loss that we, we lost the right to was erotica.com because a squatter jumped in and they purchased it when I lost it. And they're, they're wanting like five, six grand to buy it back. And I'm like, forget it. I don't want, uh, you know, so I bought like eroticamag.com. Um, so it, everything is still in place. It's just me as an individual, the only person that actually does all the, the coding. For all the websites, it's slow going because I'm doing all this other stuff too. Yeah. So, all right, back you're to your busy host. guys. Because I oh, that'd be me. Yeah, I totally took over your show. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, technically, you own the show, so I just talk on it for a while. Okay, so one of the other questions, um. Was oh, you're having a problem with the submit form? E- send your email, like email the email address on there, and let us know. Oh, another one of the questions was: Does the book have to be published or in the works? Which means new manuscript. New manuscript. Right. Well, I mean, it could be close to being finished, but I wouldn't suggest something to, I mean, if you don't have a book to turn in by August, I wouldn't submit. Well, I think the question was, can you take a book that, you know, you've self-published or another indie publisher has published or, and, and submit that to be published? Gotcha. As long as you own the rights. That's that's what it comes down to. Because yeah. I don't want to get yeah. in no legal battle of rights. Yeah. And if you want to do a book of short stories, 
long as you own the rights to all those stories, and there's a theme. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, most most people out there have short stories that have been published on web magazines and, and other venues and the world of myth. So... I think that was all the questions. There was a lot of, um, there's been a lot of, of traffic on one post and a lot of traffic on several of the shared posts for it, but those were the main concerns, main questions. Um, so that was, that's the big thing that happened on the 22nd that I wanted to talk about. And it, you've probably noticed I've kind of been avoiding the elephant in the room, the big thing that's happening worldwide. Yeah. Why why bring it down? Because because well everybody I, I wanna kind of touch on um those of us that struggle with hermiting, I like to call it on a daily basis. I mean, we were built for this, just so you know. Those of us that suffer from depression and hide in our houses for long periods of time and don't talk to people and don't socialize, we're shining right now. This is our time. We are given permission to hermit. But I've been well, I've been back in the country since the 6th of March. And for the first week... Because when we first came back, there was there was no you had to quarantine for fourteen days. There was no rule saying that that that's what you had to do because we were back at kind of the beginning when it was first starting to hit Canada. Before people lost um, their freaking mind, yeah. We have a difference of opinion to a point on that. Um, just so my listeners know. <laughs> We do. we do actually disagree on some things at times. We do. Yes, people, regular, normal, healthy people have lost their ever-loving little minds. You don't need 137,000 rolls of toilet paper. And I believe I said that last week. You did. My issue with this, I have not been out of my house it has now been seven days. I have a fairly serious heart condition, which was originally caused by a virus, but I have congestive heart failure. So, for me to contract this virus would be very, very dangerous for me. I'm generally healthy, so I have a good shot of surviving. Um, but like I said last week, I have a lot of high-risk people in my family. My mother, my nephew. So having everybody self-isolate is not just because you're protecting yourself. You're protecting those at high risk. Now, with that in mind, I have been locked in my house for seven days. I love my house. I love the things in my house. And generally, I don't like going out in the public and having to interact. 
I mean, I like people to a point. But most people, especially in a frenzy like this, are not people I want to be around. So I like to stay home in my bubble. But now that I'm forced to stay home in my bubble, my bubble is now starting to feel like a prison. And it is really wreaking havoc with my mental health, my depression, and my motivation, um, my need to socialize with people. And you can't. I can't just throw on my boots, throw on my coat, and go down to the coffee shop downtown and sit and have a coffee with a friend and say, hey, how's it going? Nice to see you. Okay, I'm good for another three weeks. I'm going home now. I can't do that. And that is the one thing that is weighing most on me is that I can't, I don't have the option to socialize. I don't have the choice to socialize if I want to. Um, I mean, I still have, I mean, I talk to my husband, I talk to my daughter, they're still in the house with me. I talk to my cat, I talk to my dog. I do believe yesterday I started talking to my house plants. I talk to myself an awful lot. Um, but I'm, we need to find ways to socialize because Self-isolating can be very isolating and very depressing and very hard on you when you're not having that human interaction. Find ways to have that human interaction. Yesterday, called one of my best friends and we, I called her on Facebook so that we could have a Facebook video chat and we talked for like two hours in the afternoon and I felt great. I had it was almost a face-to-face conversation. I could see her face. She could see my face. I could hear her voice. And we were safe. And then she called me back later that evening, and we were on the phone again for another two hours. So find ways you can do group chats where there's a bunch of you. My daughter was doing that last night. She had like four or five of her friends were all video chatting together. And it was, you know, Friday night party night or Saturday night party night on video chat. So now is the time more than ever to start reaching out to your friends that you know struggle with depression, that you know struggle with mental illness and, and, um, isolation. And you know they're having a hard time. Reach out to them. Call them on Facebook. Send them a text message. Whatever. Stay in contact. Because it's very, very easy when you're in your bubble and you're doing your thing and you're not, you're practicing social distancing. And I know some of you scoff at this social distancing, but if you're healthy, social distancing isn't for you. It's so that you don't put somebody at high risk in jeopardy. You're not going to get sick, or you might get a mild flu, but you're going to carry that virus to somebody else who may carry it to somebody who is high risk. So you're not social isolating for yourself if you're young and you're healthy 
and you don't have any underlying conditions. You're self-isolating for the benefit of others. Anyway, that's the, getting off my soapbox now. I didn't want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the mental health aspects of self-isolation. It can drive you bonkers. Even if you didn't have any underlying mental health issues, it can drive you bonkers. You're staring at the same walls, doing the same things, going into the same rooms day after day after day after day. You can't jump in your car and go for coffee or go out for dinner or go to the movies to break the monotony because you have to be in your house. So reach out. When you're starting to feel like you're going a little stir-crazy and you're getting the cabin fever, reach out. Talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. Call a friend. Um, there are hotlines that are set up for those that are suffering with depression that do have mental health issues and that are finding isolation hard. But you can... Do your social distancing, but Facebook, Skype, a lot of these applications offer the perfect opportunity to have a face-to-face conversation with somebody. Force yourself to do it. Like I said, it's very easy for me to hermit in my house. But knowing that I had the option, if I wanted to, I could walk my happy little butt downtown, meet my friend at Grounded, have a coffee... And say, okay, I'm good for three weeks. And then walk my happy little butt home. I'm struggling with the fact that that option has been taken away from me. So I was hurting. And like I said earlier, I called one of my bestest friends in the entire world yesterday because I needed a face-to-face conversation. I needed to talk to somebody other than the crazy people that I live with in my house. Who have lives of their own. My husband works. My daughter works. So, (laughs) Um, you know, my other friends were busy doing, living their lives and doing their things and, and, you know, working from home. So I called my friend Dana and like I said, we had a four-hour conversation. It was broken up into two different conversations, but it was a four-hour conversation. So... All I'm saying is when you're starting to feel like your safe bubble is a prison and you're starting to go a little crazy and you're starting to get a little down, reach out. Pick up that phone. Use that phone. I mean, yeah, we've been saying, put the phone down. Get outside. Put the phone down. Read it. Pick the phone up. Call a friend. Text somebody. Do, make that contact. Social distancing, yes. Do the social distancing. And like I said, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the safety of those that can't afford to get this virus. Yeah, you're healthy. You're stuck in your home. But you know what? You can carry it to somebody who can't fight it. And I know a lot of elderly people that have nobody else to do their grocery shopping. So they have to go out every week. They have to interact with the public every week. And they run the risk of contracting this virus every single time they go out their door. So y'all stay home. They're a lot safer. But reach out. Like I said, call somebody. Have a Facebook conversation. Have a Skype conversation. 
Um, I had kind of ulterior motives for bringing a guest on my show tonight because I wanted that interaction, that, 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 you know, back and forth conversation because I've been binge watching Supernatural and talking to my dog. My husband works nights, so he sleeps all day. My daughter's at her boyfriend's, and she works all day, and then she's in bed and sleeping. So I needed human interaction, so I suckered Dave into being a guest on my show. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't really suckering. You know, like, hey, you want to do this? I'm like, hey, yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> what, are you, what are we going to talk about? Um, although, before the podcast, I was questioning the validity of our friendship because there was some musical differences happening. She likes Blink-182. Yeah. It's a good song! I don't... Oh. Mergens, no. I'm telling you. No accounting for musical taste. I did forgive you for your lack of musical taste. So did I. And... <laughs> and I did redeem myself... Later with the Goo Goo Dolls. Yes. So. And, um... Puddle of Mud. Muddle of Pud was one of my favorite groups back in the <laughs> early part of 2000. I did redeem myself. And then I Rick Astley'd him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. So. But yeah, no, human contact. Human, not human contact, but human interaction. We still need it. We are social creatures. Even though you know, we don't want to be. We are social creatures. We do need to talk to people. So, Well, it's, if, and I'll, I'll be totally serious with this, is, you know, on a, a psychology basis, that is one of the three functions of humanity that we as human beings need to to even live. And if it's taken away, it's speculated that we would be non-existent, and that is to be heard. To have that inter, you know, interpersonal communication. So, on the lighter side of all of this, nature is doing a heck of a job of cleaning things up. Oh, well, look at Venice. Look at the canals in Venice. Oh my God, I saw them. Yes, they're they're, they're clear. They're clean. There's fish swimming in them. There's dolphins playing in the canals in Venice. It's and how many is that? Like, thing. Like the first time in how many hundred years? Hundreds of years? Exactly. Exactly. Smog levels are down because nobody's driving. Nobody's flying. Light pollution is down because... Well, okay. The weirdest picture I have seen so far out of all of this was a picture of the Vegas Strip and all the lights were off. Really? I mean... It was bizarre. I don't think some of those lights have ever been turned off, ever, since some of those places opened. Right. And when I heard the reports that they were closing the casinos in Vegas, I, I think I said this to you, too. Like, can they do that? Are there actually locks on the doors? <laughs> because I don't know, think those doors have ever been closed. You know what they had to do? For some of them, you know, the older ones? They yeah. literally had to, they had to bolt and chain it. Yeah, because there's no locks on doors. The doors they, they were open twenty four seven. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was bizarre, bizarre. And I mean, I've heard people saying, especially in um, 
bigger cities where at night there's a lot of light pollution from the office buildings. Well, all those office buildings are closed, so there's no lights on. Right. And they're seeing stars in the sky. Like, people that have lived in downtown Toronto their entire lives and have looked up and, you know, every now and again they see one are now looking up going, holy moly, there's a whole universe of stars up there. You know, um, museums are offering online virtual tours. Places that you probably would never have been able to get to in, like, normal physical life. Right. You can now take a virtual tour of museums and aquariums and um, art, musical artists are coming together and doing free online concerts from their basements because they're all self-quarantined, too. Yeah. They're all in self-isolation, too, so they're doing free con- Like I, well, I know you don't know who Burton Cummings is, and every Canadian that listens to this just went, Ah! <laughs> um, he did, he played like three or four songs from his study. His, his library in his house. On his, he just hauled out his keyboard and played some songs. Um, just because. Who else? Just because. There's That's Garth cool. Brooks is is doing a free. Garth, oh, ah, Garth Brooks is doing a free live concert from his house on the 25th of this month. Two days. <laughs> He's doing a live stream, free live stream. So a lot of. Amazing. What is the World of Myth doing on the 24th this week? I'm getting to that. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me to wrap this up? No. In all of the chaos and stupidity that is going on right now, there are a lot of really beautiful human moments that are happening as well. You know... I, I will see a story that will shake my faith in humanity and, you know, make me want to close my curtains and hermit for a little while longer. And then I'll see something like, you know, there's a lot of actors, famous actors and actresses that have taken to YouTube and are reading children's books for free on YouTube to kids that they can just tune in and watch Oprah read Green Eggs and Ham or... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris reading, I can't remember what book he had. Somebody was a cow, I don't know, I don't remember. But there all, there's all of these free, wonderful things that they're doing to help, A, all of the kids that are now home from school, and all of the parents that are going, holy crap, all of our kids are home from school on an early summer vacation. <laughs> So there's a lot yep. of, of really good things that are coming out of this. Yes. Your daughter and I have a date tomorrow. We missed our date today. I was available. She was not around. And then when she was around, I was not available. You know, for an eight-year-old, she's, she's pretty... Um, she's, uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> she's awesome. She really is. She's an awesome kid. She says, like, an itinerary. I'm like, you're eight. What are you doing with an yeah. itinerary? <laughs> well, I know. When I talked to her earlier, when I when I made you go get her. And I'm like, okay, are you ready? And she sends me back a video. No, I'm playing school with my dolls right now. Okay, so pencil me in later. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. So, 
Um, but yeah, that's something else. Like, if you're looking for something to do, um, and you know a mom, a stay-at-home mom that could probably use a break, run an online course with their kids. Do a video chat with her kids and teach or, them something. Or. 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 His. Not just hers. His. Or his. Okay. Or, I said mom. Or dad. Sorry. Thank you. Or Thank dad. You. You're welcome. Sorry. That was, that was my bad. Um, if you know of a parent. Thank you. Who could use <laughs> some help. <laughs> I'm a pain. I know I am. If you know of a parent who could use some help, who could just use 20 minutes to have a shower without a short person going, Mom, 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 Dad, Hey, Dad, Hey, Dad, 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 Dad. Have a video chat with them. Sit them down and read them a story. Come up with some educational ideas to do with them. Do a virtual scavenger hunt. Sit down, have them pull up Google search. You pull up Google search. Have a list of things they have to find. Like a picture of the Mona Lisa. Or, and you know, I am now, this is getting filed away for later. Because <laughs> I just came up with this idea. You know, find a picture of a cardinal in a tree, and they have to Google that and find the image, and then show, you know, virtual scavenger hunt. There's tons of things you can do. Help each other. Support each other. I was holding a, you know, shut-in dance party earlier on Facebook with videos. It was fun. We had two. Yay. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> You're helping me out, man. So, Okay. I'm going to wrap this up because this is not, I'm up to an hour and a half and I'm not exactly sure how much of it is usable content. So, so let's come on. wrap this up. Free. On the 24th. Get, would you, oh my goodness. Would you let me get there? This is why I'm here. To drive me nuts? It's in your contract. Article 2, paragraph. <laughs> Oh, oh, the contract that I've never seen and or signed. <laughs> yeah, that would not... Is that it? Okay, that's not the contract for the podcast. It's if you have that just sitting on your desk. I do. Okay. I see that. <laughs> Is that for the book? Yeah. And I, well, I have, technically I have Melissa's contract too. And I have, I have somewhere you're heading, this is it, Jeff's contract. Cool. Okay, yeah. so, we are winding down today. You will probably not see a lot of Dave and or I online. Um, try and keep emergencies to a minimum, please. <laughs> because today is crunch day. Today is the day we do, well, he does all the final coding and puts everything in and then I go over it and find all of my editing mistakes and he has to fix them. Um, because tomorrow, the 24th, 
It is the March issue of the World of Myth magazine. Yes. And it's free. All of it's free. It's always free. It's free to submit. It's free to read. It's free to look at. It's free. It's free, 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 free. You want to check it out? We have a ton of good stuff in there this month, um, which I will talk about next week, because next week is magazine review. So go and check it out at www.theworldofmyth.com. Don't forget, while you're there, if you happen to like a story, hit those little stars and vote. Leave a comment for the author or the artist. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, so go over to www.theworldofmyth.com. Don't look at me. I can't look at you while I'm running through all of this because I have it memorized. You can find us on Facebook at The World of Myth Magazine and The World of Mythbits. You can find me on Facebook at author Stephanie Barty. You can also pop over to Twitter. We are on Twitter at The World of Myth Magazine and The World of Mythbits and me, Lupa B. I am on Instagram at... Uh, Stephanie Barty author and I'm also on TikTok now doing really weird and strange things um, <laughs> at Lupa Barty because you know I have no life I'm shut in I'm a writer I write about other people's lives so okay I think I've covered everything oh and don't forget to go to opencontractchallenge.com and submit your pitch want to see your pitches pitches <laughs> did I did there? Yes, it is. I want to thank I want to thank our guest David K Montoya. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Being on my show yet again, and I will catch you all next week when we do magazine review. All right, see ya. <laughs> The world of Mitch Bitch.